Hello everybody, welcome to the Movie Freaks Pod Show, the only podcast on the net, hosted by two Neanderthals so dopey, not even a black monolith could evolve us forward. <laughs> nice. I'm I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. And we have another huge show for you today. And once again, we're going to have to start off with housekeeping, because we screwed a few things up last episode. Um, first off would be Anna Paquin. We said... Uh, we were talking about darkness, and we said yes, but she she made that uh, before X-Men, before she was a, a name. Yeah, was that her first? No, that was... no, no. Uh, darkness was a couple years after X-Men. Oh, okay. All right. So I don't know that she was a household name, but we were pretty steadfast that that, that, that came before X-Men. No, it didn't. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we, we were wrong on that one. Um, uh, next, I want to say... A special shout-out thank you to uh, the sound duder over at Cinema Sidekicks, Mr. Clint Fender, because without him, that last episode never would have got up. Yeah. I worked on that thing for hours every night, every day last week, and still couldn't fix it, and the young genius swooped in and said, hey, you old boneheads, just fix a couple settings, boom, boom, here you go, here's your file, in a couple of hours, I was like, oh. Yeah. Wow, I feel really old and stupid, like technology has passed me by. <laughs> what? Oh, speak what? up, I can't hear you. I, I don't remember yet. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> but anyway, he salvaged that episode. Yes. Um, again, I'm moving kind of fast here because we have just an ass load of stuff to yeah. get through tonight. Um, listener email. We got an email. Did you read that email? I did, yes. Yes, okay. I did. We're not going to spend a ton of time on it because I... There'll be a breeze. But this also came from Clint. Yeah. Uh, he says, Your talk about TV shows last episode got me thinking about shows that I really like. You should check out Freaks and Geeks on Netflix. It's a show about 1980s high school. I think it was actually 70s. I could be wrong. Uh, and takes more re- realistic approach than shows before it, like Saved by the Bell. I love both shows, by the way, for different reasons. Stars... Uh, John Francis Daly, James Franco, Seth Rogen, Jason Siegel. Unfortunately, it was canceled after only one season. I'd like to know your thoughts on it. I have seen this entire season as well of Freaks and Geeks because everybody talks about it so much, and I completely agree. It's a great show. I can't believe they canceled it after one season. It was just... It was a lot of fun. um, Very different. It was almost like Dazed and Confused, the TV show. Oh, wow. If you know what I'm talking about. I never never watched it, but uh, that's one that... Uh, along with the IT crowd, that's one that I'm now wanting to rediscover or discover for the first time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's and there's only one season, so you should check it out because it, it's definitely a checklist kind of show. Yeah. Um. So there's your answer to that. Thank you very much for the email. Uh, I enjoyed it, and Eugene's going to get to it. Yep, I'll watch it. Uh, okay. Uh, blind blind roulette we did last week. Okay. Um, and I came away with the Dunwich Horror, and you came away with the Hollow. Yay. Oh, yay. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you go first. Go ahead. All right. Uh, the Hollow. I'm not going to give a whole lot of technical specs as far as who started in it, who directed it, because who cares? Uh, 
It, uh, so another home run is what oh, you're saying. Oh, jeez. And, and you know what? In my defense, this was like six out of seven of my blind yeah, picks yeah. down the list that yeah. you went with. Well, okay. this, this one here, um, and honestly, I almost gave up on it, but it is a found footage movie. And a lot of times, found footage movies... Uh, they almost like Blair Witch. It's one of those things where you just you have to wade through a lot of talking or whatever to get to the scary stuff. And unfortunately, this movie it, you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting, and then it ends. And uh, it was just that's the truest definition of someone with a video camera and a couple of actors that say let's run around the woods and try to imitate the Blair Witch Project and see what happens. And uh, I'm I'm a sucker for found footage movies, but that one there was bad, bad. Uh, see, and the only I didn't do too much research on it, but the thing that sold me on it was the um, the cover. The cover was so cool and yeah. kind of a, a, a creepy tree and some kind of evil in a tree yeah. or something. And that that so, whole the, there was there is a seed of a good idea in there, but um, to pad the running time. Is there's so much drama with the with uh, relationships and couples, and it's like you're dealing with a horror movie, and and you don't not kind of non actors, low budget, and it's like we don't want to watch 85 out of 90 minutes of British people and their love life, whatever, and they're you know in the background there's something maybe about a scary tree, and it was just oh, it was painful, especially after <laughs> the awesomeness that was uh, conspiracy and the uh, the uh, Deborah Logan movie. Take, Take right, right. Yeah, so uh, big, 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 big thumbs down. But that's another one that's off my the checklist. It's like I thought the cover was cool and the premise sounded interesting, and now I know it's not good and don't watch it. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of more time, like even on the synopsis, because it was just seriously the most most of the movie was was these these actors arguing with each other about their role, and it wasn't about the actual horror of the movie. It was about their relationships and you broke up with me and blah, blah, blah. As I, who cares? No one cares. So <laughs> done. We've got better things okay. to talk about than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and on the other side of the spectrum, uh, I got the Dunwich horror, which was from 1970. Yes. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh boy. Uh, Plot synopsis. Uh, this was the one that had the Necronomicon in it, and it was from the 70s. I'm very curious. You could go either way on this one. This is this one's tough for me to really say whether I'm giving a thumbs up or down, but let's just go through my notes, and then maybe out on the other end I'll, I'll talk myself into something. Okay. Um, first note. Youngest Dean Stockwell I've ever seen, rocking the porniest mustache I've ever seen. <laughs> Welcome to the 70s. <laughs> oh, my. 1970s. Yes. So another thing to keep in mind when we throw out these dates is that was when it was released. So it was filmed a year, two, three prior. Yeah. And so that plays into this review because this one very much had a 60s feel, not a 70s horror feel. Okay. Um, very much more um, in tune with the Mario uh, Bava. Oh, okay, that, Got, that, gotcha. So, completely different pacing and tone. But there were flashes of brilliance throughout this thing. There were, there were a handful of scenes throughout it that I was like, oh, that is rad, man. You're doing something cool. I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, uh, some of the scenes are reminiscent of old Star Trek episode sets. 
Okay. In a good way. Like, you can, you can tell they're on a set. That is the fakest pine tree shrub I've ever seen. I don't think you're out in the real world at all. <laughs> uh, I was just waiting for Kirk to come in fighting a lizard. <laughs> yes. um, next note. Flashes of tentacle monsters attacking during color changes of 2001. Remember... Um, um, in the end of 2001, when the astronaut's going through whatever portal, and they, they'd show his face, and there's those flashes different colors. Yeah. They do that a lot in this movie. Like, whenever the creature from whatever is attacking or something, they'll do that like crazy. Almost to give it a more special effect, because it was filmed before 1970, so they didn't have special effects. Yeah. It didn't have much. Um, next note, dream sequences remind me of Wicker Man and that slow, intentional pace, uh, but also with a hint of, uh, foreboding of what's to come. Mm. I know I'm not giving a lot of the plot away, but there's not much to give away. Yeah. Um, next note, just past the 30 minute mark, I'm contemplating taking a mulligan because it was getting mystery, boring, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not. I, 1970. I'm not watching a mystery. I, I, give me the horror. I want that. I would be interested in for 70, but not. Eh. But then the man says, "Quote: It is written in the Necronomicon that this world used to be inhabited by beings of another dimension." Now you're back. So in. I decide yeah. to keep going. <laughs> Very 60s feel again. Almost Grindhouse, where you see the the car goes off the side of the road and wrecks into a tree and you can tell there's a guy in there an actor and he probably almost died doing that oh, stunt. Oh yes. And it's real real kind of grindhousey. Um about the halfway mark, tentacle monster attack reminiscent of In the Mouth of Madness. Do you mm. remember that scene in In the Mouth of Madness where he's running away from all the monsters and you get a flash of them? Oh, I love that. That's what, yeah, that's a great scene. That's what this one monster in this movie is reminiscent of. Okay. Kind of this crazy tentacles everywhere and you can't tell what's a mouth or a penis or you don't know. You're just, <laughs> yeah. And they don't show enough of it for you to make that determination. <clears throat> Man says, quote, the old ones are coming back and I'm going to let them through. Yep. This could almost be a prequel to in the mouth of madness. That was like straight out of that movie that the, uh, Kane, um, Sutter Kane, or something yes. like that. The guy, the Sutter, yeah, that Sutter Kane, yeah. Sutter Kane, that's what it was. Uh, he says, yeah, the old ones are coming back, and I'm going to help them through. Uh, next note. The HD quality of this movie on Netflix is pristine. It is a fantastic transfer. It's almost worth watching just for how good it looks. Wow. Um, and my last note, the flashing colors in this movie might give you seizures. And you never fully get to see the monster. There's lots of people staring into the camera with a bright light off screen as they look at the horror. And you see them, oh, mouth yeah. agape, staring at the horror. But you don't get to see the horror. And I, I don't know. Every time that I was ready to quit this movie or really give it a solid thumbs down, there would be a scene with a, a on a cliff and an altar and a big matte painting behind it. You know, the totally old school. Old school, and I'm like, yep. Oh, that's so sweet. And then I'm back in for another couple minutes, and then it just drags and drags and drags. And then there's, but again, in that in that 1960s Mario Bava sense, where you you like that, 
you might love this movie. I have, I, I honestly have no idea if you will love or hate this movie. Okay. Honestly. Okay. I, so I think you might want to give it a shot and then come back and tell me so that I can adjust my perception of how you view okay. things. Yeah. Because I, I honestly that, don't know. That's one that it's it's in my Netflix queue and I'm going to keep it in there just because of that review because that sounds like something that I would like. Definitely. But... And, you know, now I, that I've talked it out a little bit, I, I think I'm going to give it probably like a six, which is like a passing grade, and I I enjoyed it, you know? I was curious what's going to happen next, and there was, but there was a lot of weird stuff where you're like, that was stupid. Like, what? Okay. Yeah. And the end climax, it was dumb as hell, but uh, <laughs> yeah. old guys shouting... Uh, there, one guy's reading out of the, uh, Dean Stockwell's reading out of the Necronomicon, which has very beautiful new white pages. Just so you know. Oh, it's of not course, really, yeah. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> and the old guy who is a historian of the book is shouting Necronomicon words back at him, and it's just like there's about five minutes of the big climactic battle where everybody's shouting gibberish, and it sounds like gibberish. It, it doesn't sound like, you know, they invented a language for this movie. It sounds like, and then lightning strikes, and then it's over, and you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> I guess I guess it's okay. I, <laughs> but again, you might love it. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to dog it too much, but I'd, I'd maybe give it a six. Like, I kind of enjoyed it, but probably won't watch it again. Gotcha, okay. But, and again, the HD quality on this thing on Netflix is... It's I, I, it borders Predator good. I mean, it is wow. that good. It wow. looks tremendous All for right. a movie that old. It looks tremendous. Yeah, and that might be one that uh, just just one just so I can see the transfer and just to to get a feel for is this something that I'm going to really be into? I a lot of those movies I am, and I, I'm usually able to tell fairly quickly with those. Like, okay, I'm I'm into this, so I'll probably give that one a spin here when I get a chance. Do. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Uh, we decided to do another blind roulette. Yep. And I went on another horror hunt for you. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten on my list. Wow. And I've, I will, I've got and six. And that's because I, I have, I know, and normally we only do about that many. Yeah. But I'm fairly sure you've seen at least three of these. And... Lord knows you've probably seen at least three others of them, so I gotta, you know, <laughs> yeah. add it out. <laughs> I understand. But go ahead, I'm gonna okay. let you go first. Alright, well, I also, I actually was going to just do a grab bag of movies, and there was a couple in there that I'm like, uh, like, oh, that might be interesting, and then I'm like, um, like, well, uh, I have more horror than not, so I'm gonna just stick with the horror and not, you know... Because uh, I actually one of them one of the ones that I had in there was the uh, Paul Walker movie that was just released on Netflix. Uh, the is it the Hours or what's it called? Don't don't make don't make me watch that movie, dude. Yeah, Please I, don't make me yeah, watch like, that movie. It sounds depressing, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. It looks like a very well made dramatic piece, but it also looks just depressing as shit. I don't want to watch it. Agreed. Yeah. So I, yeah, that got scrapped, and you'll you're gonna laugh at the movie that I put in exchange for that. <laughs> but I'll I'll get to I'll get to its replacement here. Um, so, okay. So the first one is, um, and some of these aren't necessarily all out horror, but they just they had a good synopsis, so I thought I'll throw it in there and just see what see what sticks. 
Uh, the first my, one is my list. My list tends to be is most I would say is horror as well, but it tends to run the gambit. There okay. are some that border on thriller, some to hardcore. Okay. Uh, first one that I have is a movie called uh, The Frozen from 2012. Uh, after a harrowing snowmobile accident, a young couple is stranded in the woods and must survive while waiting to help for help to arrive. Events take a turn for the worse after the disappearance of Emma's boyfriend, leaving her on her own, not only to battle the elements, but also to elude a mysterious hunter who is tracking her through the forest. Um, and it's it's been getting a lot of, like, oh, it's very Twilight Zone-ish. Uh, it's, it is PG-13, so that that just gives you a feel for, you know, it's not going to be balls-out horror or anything, but uh, it's it sounded interesting enough that I wanted to put it on the on your chopping block. Okay, okay. it's got uh, Noah Segan in it. Uh, he was in... Oh, shoot, he's one of uh, Ryan Johnson's go-to actors. Oh, okay. He was in, he was in Brick and Looper. Oh, okay, all right. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, that's The Frozen. Next up is a movie called Citadel. Um, and this is about a father that teams up with a renegade priest to save his daughter from the clutches of a gang of twisted children who committed an act of violence against his family years earlier. Um, that actually is in my Netflix queue. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is a newer one. This, this just popped on Netflix, and I loved the... Uh, Synopsis of this, it's called Beneath. Uh, a crew of coal miners becomes trapped 600 feet below ground after a disastrous collapse. As the air grows more toxic and time runs out, they slowly descend into madness and begin to turn on one another. Inspired by true events. So, I think that sounds, okay. really, that sounds really good. And all of these have, for the most part, gotten, well, thus far, have gotten pretty decent reviews. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. anyway... Next, yeah, I'm looking at it. Next yeah. up is Jeff, uh, this one. Oh, ooh, Je- that one's got Jeff Fahey in it. <laughs> oh, oh, great. <laughs> Good old Jeff Fahey. <laughs> uh, poor man's Kurt Russell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, now this is a documentary, but it it still fits in with with the other movies, um, and that's called Serial Killer Culture from 2012. Uh, this is uh, Serial Killer Culture examines the reasons why artists and collectors are fascinated by serial killers. I just thought that sounded like a very unique and interesting, uh, interesting synopsis. I believe that one is already on my queue as well. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't watched it. But. Um, and then next up, and this is, <laughs> oh boy, oh that's always good when you start off a pick with uh, uh, laughter. Yeah, yeah. This one here, uh, oh boy, Christopher <laughs> Christopher Lloyd and uh, Shannon oh, Doherty. No. Shannon uh, is it Doherty from nine hundred two one zero? Yeah, yeah. Blood Lake: Attack of the Killer. Lampreys. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I'm not taking that one. Ah, I'm, but after I am done taking movies from you that start with blood. <laughs> but but because af- it has not turned out well. Yeah, I'm going to read the synopsis though. After okay. after chomping through the fish population, thousands of starved lampreys begin attacking the citizens of a sleepy t- lake town, and the community scrambles to stay alive. And it says here TV 14, which means it was made for TV, which also means that's a sci-fi channel movie. <laughs> I, there's a little symbol, and it says, as seen on Animal Planet. Or Animal Planet, I guess. Okay. Oh, that, that's, uh, that's somehow worse. Yeah. Well, oh, so the, so now, now the replacement for the uh, Paul Walker movie. So okay. the replacement I found was, um, of course, 
Um, Rampage, Capital Punishment, with uh, you know, Director Yui Bowles' sequel to his original Rampage. <laughs> that, that we haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, a man takes over a TV station and holds a number of hostages as a political platform to awaken humanity instead of money. So, yeah. No. Yeah. So, so there you go. No, no, I'm telling you no. I know. <laughs> so there's my... That was, that's all of them? That's it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Citadel. Mm, okay. That seems like the easy pick there. I, don't get me wrong. If you had one crappier pick, I'd be on to Blood Lake, but I'm going to take Citadel. Okay. All right. Citadel it is. Okay. Now for you. Do you have your IMDb up? I do. Okay, here we go. Down, I'm gonna go. I want to read down the list of these as well. Um, now we are doing a blind, but there is one movie on this list that I have seen. Okay. Um, let me get my thing up here. And the only reason I added it again is because it's one of the very few. I mean, like dozen VHSs that I kept because I thought it was too low budget that it wouldn't get picked up on DVD or anything and I kind of dug the movie and I can't remember if you've watched it or not but you probably have and that's called The Club from 1994 time stops at, a, at midnight at the senior prom for five students one murderous counselor and John they must find the courage to face themselves or when time starts again they may find they are joining John's club all you have to do is commit murder or suicide and I kept this VHS because I blind bought the VHS and I ended up kind of really digging the movie. But it's been so long since I've seen it that I have no idea if it'll even hold up or if it's any good anymore. And I seem to recall it being about as good as, say, um... Oh, crap. What was that movie? Uh, Wishmaster. Something like, like the first one where it's oh, like... Oh, yeah. Not bad. Kind of gory and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well... It's on Netflix, so I was, because, you know, I, I always wanted to see what you thought of it, uh, but I'm not going to give you a VHS. Even I draw the line of DVD. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm on IMDb and I can't find it. Um, uh, 1994, 1994, The Club. 1994, The Club. Um, 84, it's a 90, so it was a, from the 90s. Um, yeah. Does it star anybody famous, or is it... Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. All right. The club. There we go. Now I found it. Okay. Um, pulling it up here. Probably a horn guy on the cover, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I've seen that. I may not. Well, now, and a lot of the stuff that I've got on uh, tonight's list is very shady. This is the one that I'm pushing. Let's put it that way. Okay. Of this list. This is the one I'm, of this list I'm most curious. But anyway, okay. let's move on because right. i got a lot of picks. Um, let's see here. Next I have, uh, from 2008, Scourge. An ancient pestilence called the Scourge has been set free in a small town after being entombed in a church church's masonry for a century and a half. Have you seen that one? The Scourge. Um, how you, I'm, I'm... S-C-O-U... R A G E. R A G E. Scourge, Scourge. Um, and what? When was it made? Two thousand eight. Oh yes, that's an asylum piece of junk. Yep. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> okay, well we'll take that right yep, off the list. I've seen that one. <laughs> uh, my bad. If I had known it was asylum, I wouldn't have even put or, it on. Yeah, yeah. Sci-fi original. Yep. No, thank you. 
Yep, I wouldn't have added it. Okay. Uh, next up, I'm sure this is going to get deleted in a matter of seconds. Uh, it's called The Devil's Carnival from 2012. Oh, I haven't seen it. I have not seen that. Okay. You, you know who directed that, right? A musical horror film directed by Darren Lynn Bozeman. The yes. previous work being on the unrelated musical film Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, which I hated that movie. Oh, this time, but I thought you kind of liked it the first time. Oh, man, I hated that movie. I, I don't I, know. Uh, okay, okay, Devils. well, I just thought I'd throw it on there. Um, It's got some name actors I in it. I know, and that's one that I... Um, I just recently rewatched The Barons, and I'll tell you what, I really like his uh, Barons movie. I like that better than any of his Saw movies. Um, all right, well, I uh, so far the club is looking real good. <laughs> There's plenty. There's plenty to get here. Okay. There's, there's plenty to get to. Uh, 2009, The Graves. The story centers on two sisters who visit uh, the Skull City Mine roadside attraction in the desert. Oh. Their plight turns into a fight for survival against menaces from both human and supernatural. And the first uh, or the Netflix picture they put up looks really badass. And then I went and on IMDb or something, and it looks like complete trash. I watched it. It sucks. It's horrible. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yep, okay. that's, one, that's, that's one of those After Dark movies or it's something like that. Uh, that was well, horrible. I, what I'm throwing out there, now I know. Um, okay, next up. Uh, this is a serious drama piece from 2013. Axe Giant, The Wrath of Paul Bunyan. Uh, I, I've, seen, I've seen that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Young yeah. adults at a first-time offender's boot camp discover the legend of the giant lumberjack Paul Bunyan is real, but is much more horrifying than they could have imagined. And the cover has this big, hulking, yeah. kind of giant guy. It was, ah, well, okay. Yep. Like I said, it's freaking hard to pick horror for you. <laughs> yep, I watched okay. that one. Now, this one I really hope you haven't seen, because this would be another one that I... Like like I said, there's about three picks in here that I feel really strongly about. Okay. Three that I'm, eh. Yeah. And then, you know, crap. Yeah. Okay. From 1987. Oh, okay. The, Be- the Believers. I just watched that a couple weeks ago on Netflix. A New York psychiatrist finds that a voodoo cult, which believes in child sacrifice, has a keen interest in his own son. Yeah. Uh, so you've watched it. it I have. Good. It was. Uh, it held up. I watched it way back in the day on VHS, and it held up pretty good. Um, it's it's much more of a thriller than a horror movie. But I would say if I were you, you should give it a watch. It's not great, but it it was definitely worth a watch for an for an eighties thriller type thing. I liked it. Yeah, the, the synopsis sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Next, I am almost ninety percent sure you've seen this one, but I just want to make sure. Uh, from 1988, The Lair of the White Worm. Um, I'm, I did watch it, but it's been, I remember zero about it. I watched that back in high school on VHS at a friend's house. I remember nothing about that. I would almost consider that to be, I haven't seen it, because I don't... Okay, and this is one that I, I the only reason I add it is because I, it, I keep hearing it brought up. I, I, people mention it here and there, where I'm like, okay, maybe I should look into that, but... Yeah. Uh, Scottish archaeologist Angus Flint discovers an odd skull amid the ruins of a covenant that he is excavating. Um, he learns of a worm, a huge dragon snake, um, cults, gods, 
whatever. Uh, I'm not going to read. Uh, the synopsis gives away too much. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it seemed really interesting yeah. and weird. I, yeah. I always like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, I literally, I remember nothing of that. So I, I would consider hey, that to we, be one that I've we, never... We, we, we have two. There's two yeah. on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Devil's okay. Carnival. I have not watched Devil's Carnival and... I'm not gonna. I only put that on there half as a joke because I knew how you <laughs> felt about the other one, but I couldn't. Re, I couldn't yeah. resist. Uh, okay. Well, and and that could that could fit in for your third. Since yes. It's a blind with our new rules. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. Next up, 1989, the horror show. Yep, seen it numerous <sighs> numerous times. Yep. Ah. I have that on Blu-ray. Actually, I bought the Blu-ray of that. That's oh a good my movie. God. That's wow, actually that's okay. how that's House Part Three, by the way. I have here in my notes also released as House Three, the horror show, and La Casa Seven. Yeah. Uh, supernatural horror, horror, and this what got me to add it, starring Lance Henriksen. Yes. That's where I was like, oh, okay, this is legit. Yeah. <laughs> or at least watchable. Yeah. And the and the other guy from uh, from Blade Runner, he's one of the uh, the robots in Blade Runner. Um, the, yes. Um, yeah. Brian James. Yes. Yes, Brian. And this is basically. The same thing as Shocker. If you've seen Wes Craven's Shocker, it's the yeah. same. Uh, let me just chime so in there. So it says. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's same setup as Shocker, except this one here is actually better than Shocker. I thought that Shocker was meh. Uh, it is. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, well, we've gone down my list, and you have crossed <laughs> off uh, eight or seven of the ten. Uh, that leaves <laughs> the last one on here is from 1970, Crucible of Horror. And that was one that you had for me last yep, week. Yep. And I thought, you know what? I, I looked. I came across my lists, and I looked at it. And I was like, oh, it looks kind of cool. And so I thought, hey, you added it for me. You might not have seen it, so yeah. I'm going to add it for you. Yeah. Um, and that would be that. W- I think right now I would go uh, definitely. Club is going to be the one that I want to watch. Because I good. Because I'm I'm very curious. Again, it's been long enough that I don't know. It might totally suck. Yeah. But I know what it's movie been it is. Long enough yeah. Since seeing it. seeing the synopsis, but I. That might be one that I have not seen, um, but that that'll be first. And if that one's a, a brick, then it'll it'll probably be Crucible and then Devil's Carnival. No, no, no. Uh, Lair of the White Worm is on there too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, that's right. So I have it. I have it down as the Club, Crucible of Horror, and Lair of the White Worm. Okay. So you you escaped the carnival. Okay. <laughs> this time. This time. This time. This <laughs> time. Uh, there you have it, folks. I actually found a movie from the last 30 years that's horror that Eugene hasn't seen. <laughs> I mean, quick, let's run away into another section. Yeah, my computer's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to uh, our, our best of horror uh, from the last however many decades, because we're just going to keep right on trucking. Yep. Um, and for uh, staying within the parameters that we have previously set... Uh, uh, this week's section is 1984 through 1988. Okay, so let's start off uh, this best of horror segment. I'll go first, because I only have a couple for 1984. Uh, I have four, to be exact. How many do you have? I've got four. Ooh. And I will be surprised if we line up on them. Because I think you will... I think you don't like my first pick, and that would be Chud. Cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. <laughs> it falls into the horror segment, and it's funny, bad. I, it's bad movie, but it's I, I have so much fun with it that I had to include it at least as a honorable honorable mention. Um, next, I have Gremlins, 
immortal um, Christmas classic. Yeah, I almost included that, would... that, but I, I, I didn't strictly because I'm like, ah, that's a little bit too. You're, you'll laugh at one of my, the other ones that I have later on that that it totally fits in with Gremlins, but I'm like, eh, Gremlins. Eh. I probably have that on my list as well. I think I know the movie you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and Gremlins will will be discussing more in depth in December when we do our Christmas list. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a tease for you. Um, next, Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. Of course, yep. And lastly, one of if not the best slasher film of all time that we will definitely be talking a lot about in December, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll be and spending a lot. Of have... time. Yeah, we'll be spending a lot. Yeah. Of, and even on my own show, I'm going to be dedicating an entire episode strictly to that one movie right there. Awesome. So, yeah. And we'll be talking about it in December a lot because yeah. we always do. We're yeah. always texting about it. Now we're just we're gonna, recording. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a couple that I'm. There's actually one that I am surprised that you missed, and then another one that is. It's not the greatest movie, but it it holds sentimental value to me, and that's Children of the Corn. I but, just watched it like a couple weeks ago. It's a piece of shit. I know it's not it, that good. It isn't that good. I agree. I agree. But because of I remember, you know, the first time I watched it, I'm like, oh, that is crazy, and so it's it has that sentimental value for me. Um, yeah, sure. Maybe if I had watched it back then, I'd feel yeah. differently about it. But the first time I watched it was like literally a month ago. Yeah. Now the other one though that I am surprised that you didn't include was uh, Friday the Thirteenth: The Final Chapter. That's the one with Crispin Glover doing his stu- stupid dance. I, it's a bad movie. I mean, there, there, there's a Friday the Thirteenth movie pretty much every year. Of this <laughs> oh, section. yes, there is. <laughs> and and I thought about. Um, adding them here or there but once again i can't keep track of which movie is which other than the crispin glover one and they all are varying degrees of bad and i knew you'd be bringing them up so i thought i'd just yep give an honorable mention to the friday the 13th series and there you go yeah i'll wait till our uh be about three segments from now when we do 81 in that area and i can give homage to the um ones that i like the yeah. first one, the second one, the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, so Friday the 13th was my... Uh, was that it for 84? Yeah. Um, okay, 85's all you. Okay, I'm going to start off with a movie that is uh, very underrated and I think deserves to be seen. It's it's a complete alien ripoff, but I still enjoyed it, and that's the movie called Creature. Uh, William Malone made it. He directed House on Haunted Hill remake for, in 99, and this is a complete alien ripoff, but it is really good. Uh, Klaus Kinski is in it, um, nice. but yeah, it's it's it it's the same setup, whatever. But if you like creature features set on a spaceship and aliens doing gross stuff, there's your movie. It's a good movie. Um, that one was not on my list. I don't know if I've seen it. It's it's a cool. I mean, it's it's dated obviously, but it's it was enjoyable. I liked it. Um, Next up is, of course, I'm going to have to have to give a shout-out to, uh, to Day of the Dead, George Romero's third movie in the Dead trilogy, and I think this probably is my favorite one of his three. I thought Day of the Dead was such a somber movie, and I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Probably my favorite of the, of the original three as well, and that I didn't come to that opinion easily. Yeah. I thought I, I, it was after many rewatches of the one, two, and three that I finally realized that. That one is it. It yeah. has it all. Yeah, it does. The, the Tom Savini effects are a lot more 
Uh, that scene where that guy gets pulled apart in oh, the hallway. Oh, man, that's hardcore. I, I judge every zombie movie by that scene. Yeah. I still think of that scene. I'm yeah. watching Walking Dead, and I, there's somebody I hate. I think of that scene. I want that to happen to them. Yeah. That is the most powerful yeah. uh, it's so hardcore. zombie yeah. lore. And knowing the backstory and like, like the stuff that they were ripping out of him was like real... Yeah, it was shit they had in the fridge for three days, and yeah. they brought it out, and it was so rotten, people had masks. And yeah. were, it just reminded of the movie we made, where we did the same yes, thing. Yes, we did the exact same thing, exactly, <laughs> yep. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I'm not going to spend much time on the Friday the 13th. There's a lot of Friday the 13th in this list for me, just mainly because I grew up on these movies. Uh, a New Beginning, this is the one that is not really Jason killing. Um, if you want to hear more about the Friday the 13th stuff, I do a whole episode on there, but... Friday the Thirteenth. And it's a. It was a great episode. Oh, I had a lot you. of fun listening to that episode. Did you? By the oh, okay, way. good. Well, yes, I, I yes. I actually wish you would have broke broke it up a little bit more. You should have. You should have put those in about three episodes where you could just break down in depth every single one of yeah, the. Yeah, because I've followed those entries. movies for so long, and I know so much about those things, and like the things that were cut out of them, and that one there got yeah. that one there got butchered by the MPAA because. Part four, they let it slide a little bit more because they thought this was the last one, and then yeah. this one came out. I so. loved that. I never knew that. Yeah. I also, I also never knew that. Uh, again, derail. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> the 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 Friday the Thirteenth that was in three D. That was part three. Yes. That was actual three D. That was it wasn't it? Wasn't the red blue no, thing? No, that was the real real three D. That was freaking hilarious when you're like they they included the red and blue just so you know it could look like crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's funny. I'd so, love to. I'd I'd love to watch that movie sometime in the real. 3D. And the thing is, it's amazing to actually watch the real the real three D because the the gimmick really works really well in that movie. Oh yeah. Um, well, the the parts where they're using it are, in two D, it's very obvious. Cause yes. It's like, oh, here's my knife at yes. the screen. And here's here's and the here's the, like, here's the yo the guy with the yo yo, and it's right at the screen, yeah. and the, and the popcorn that's flying at the screen. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, next up is Fright Night. Uh, uh, yep, check. Yep, great vampire movie from the '80s, and I'm gonna just keep going through these real quick now. Um, another one I have was uh, Toby Hooper's Life Force. I think that is underrated. Check. Great movie, <laughs> very very good movie, and that holds up. That was a that was Canon's biggest budget movie. Um, in fact, that there was the movie that put them under. And that's. Quintessential '80s. I, I yeah. started rewatching it again on Netflix, and then before I had a chance to finish it, it was taken off. I, oh. I was so mad about that. I was like, "Why? I want to yeah. see that again." But yeah. it, quintessential '80s yeah. effects. I loved it. Yeah, and and uh, unfortunately, Toby Hooper, he's made a bunch of uh, dogs, but when you look over his his filmography, there are some really good movies in there, and Life Force is one of them. That is a good movie. Um, okay, so moving on, I've got uh, Dario Argento's Phenomena. I love, love, love Phenomena. Uh, I missed that one. Actually, I don't even know if I've seen it yet. Oh, that's so good. Uh, Jennifer Connelly's first movie. Uh, she that she's young, young, young girl in that, but she, she was great in it. You gave me the DVD. I haven't watched it yet. It's a cool movie, man. That thing is <sighs> one of the most bizarro endings to any Dario Argento movie. It is. I think you'd like that movie, by the way. Uh, uh, they're all in the stack. The, yeah. That whole pile you gave me, they're all in the stack to watch again. Yeah. Or, but, or for the first time. I haven't seen them all. Yeah, and that's one that the less you know, the better, because it's so out there, and it's still when he was firing on all cylinders and churning out great stuff, that was a good movie. Holds up w- very well, because it's so... It's not Suspiria, but it, it it's in that wacky, yeah. bizarro 
Yeah, well, yeah, so. I know what you mean. Um, okay, Reanimator. Yep. yep. Oh, definitely. Yep. I have the uh, Anchor Bay Collector's Edition yep. marker pen included yep. box set. That, yep. uh, their version of the tin after yep. they quit making tins. Yeah, I actually imported that one from Germany uh, because they did a 4K remaster of that, and it looks spectacular. Uh, but that's one of my favorite horror movies of the 80s. I could spend a whole episode talking about Reanimator. Also, and... one of the very few good films that guy has made. I yes, know he's renowned know. for being a horror genius, whatever, but that guy made a lot of good movies. Yeah. Um, okay, The Stuff is another one I thoroughly dug. Oh, you know I'm checkmarking yep. that thing. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> great story about the... You rewatched it. I did, on Netflix. I rewatched it. Uh-oh. So did I, and... I had fond memories of it as a kid, and it scared the crap out of me as a kid. Um, so I was curious how it held up, and I went back and rewatched it when it came on Netflix. I couldn't wait to rewatch it, and um, it turns out it's a cheesy bad laugh movie. But there are a handful of moments in there that are still yeah genuinely terrifying. Yes, and maybe it's just because I have nostalgia for it because I watched it when I was younger. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's hard to tell. I'd have like sit down with my kid and watch it and see if it scares her or not. <laughs> well, the but, thing the thing is, it's it has this this knowing humor going on in it that really works. Like, it is cheesy, but but it's it's a fairly well made movie for what it is. I thought it was cool. I it could, well, it's just it, there are lots of cheese in it, but there's a handful of scenes where like uh, in the tanker truck. Oh, I know. Yeah, and they start dumping stuff in, and and the kids trying to get out. That's still. It makes me claustrophobic. Yeah. And the the scene where the DJ, who is the friend, unhinges his jaw. That was awesome. That, that was great. That was still it still affected me. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But but then you get to the end and the pulling the crap out of the ground. I don't know. It just was like, wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but okay. anyway, big thumbs up for me. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Um, and I also put down here, and this is almost an honorable mention, but it was good enough that I wanted to include it here, and that's uh, Silver Bullet. I thought that was a good Definite. movie. Definite check mark, and same same thing with the stuff. I, where I watched it when I was younger, scared the crap out of me. Watched it on Netflix, a lot of cheese, but it still has a handful of moments that scare the. When the yeah. thing comes through the wall, I still shit my pants. It was great. Yeah, it was great. And back then, that was like such an awesome werewolf. Now it's a little bit more dated, but it still works. You know. Yeah. So I, I liked that movie. I've got two more on my list, and then I'll. So do I, yeah. and I'll be shocked if they're not the same yeah. thing. One is obviously Return of the Living Dead, which um, masterpiece of yes. shit cinema. Yeah, that that one there gets a perfect five out of five from me. Um, and ten I, out of ten from yeah, me. I, I have. I, I mean, I could again. That's another one I could spend a whole episode talking about. Um, it is. It and I, I guess if things that's going to be my horror movie of the horror movie pick of the week, I, I can focus on that a little bit later, but it's a great movie, so... Unless I should just talk about it now, or... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, nah, we'll, we'll wait till that second. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, and then the last one, and this is the best one of the bunch for me. Um, well, I guess Return of the Living Dead would be the best one, but I wanted to... This is right there next to it, and that is uh, Lombardo Bava's Demons. Check. Yep. That movie kicks ass. I love that movie. <laughs> Um, that is like the, the, as good as Return of the Living Dead is it, as a an American movie, that is, Demons is that good as an Italian. Uh, well, you could almost argue that Return of the Living Dead owes everything that it is to a movie like Demons. Yes, yeah. 
but uh, that is assuming demons came first. It, I, I well, yeah, it, the same year, but I. Just, okay. Firing on all obviously because we're talking about. <laughs> but demons is, again. It, welcome yeah. to Movie Freaks, hosted yeah. by two Neanderthals, so dopey. They... <laughs> anyway, but yes. I, I I watched that movie so many times, and it's not just the horror aspects of it that I like so much, but the whole the whole setup of the movie that it's set in a movie theater and the patrons in the theater are watching a movie about demons and the demons on screen come to life and burst through the screen. And it is like the ultimate, it's the ultimate creature feature type thing. And the music is so good. And they pick eighties metal music as the score for the most part. And it's so great. I mean, Motley Crue and Billy Idol and, and it's, it's time. The music is timed so perfectly that you're like demons running around all of a sudden Motley Crue just you know, we got Motley Crue going on. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> so I, I'm a huge fan of Demons. Demons, too. It, it, it is very meta, but it, it's it was fun. I've only seen it once, but it was very fun. I don't think it was as fun as Return of the Living Dead. But again, you sway yeah. much more to the Italian side than I, I do. Yeah, I'm a whore for that stuff. And, I, and I've only <laughs> seen it once, and I, that was recent within the last year or yeah. two, two. It wasn't like I've seen it since I was in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it for me. I, I've spent way too much time on okay. 85. No, you have not. We are in no rush. Okay, 1986. I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 for 1986. 9, you? 10, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. here we go. <laughs> well, I won't spend a lot of time then. Okay. Uh, first off, the biggest one is Aliens. Of course, and that's I number one. definitely yeah. added to the list because... There's when he pops up that drop ceiling panel and sees all of them crawling across the ceiling towards them as the beeping comes into the room. That is horror, 100%. That movie scared the crap out of me. Okay, next on the other end of the spectrum, not scary but horror and funny, Critters. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, that was the one you were talking about earlier, wasn't it? No? Uh, yes, yes. Ah, I figured. Oh, yeah. Critters is just, that's just classic. It's so bad and so funny. It is hysterical. Yeah. Um, next up, Cronenberg's uh, The Fly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's in there. That's a masterpiece. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. Uh, I thought this next one deserved an honorable mention, and it was one of our roulette picks. And I know you didn't really care for it, but I thought it, it, it deserved a mention. That's gothic. Okay. Uh, it it definitely was freaking creepy. You can't. I mean, here yeah. and there. I mean, my lord. Um, next up, Night of the Creeps, which oh, I only yeah. uh, another one Netflix gem I only watched uh, in the last year. Um, Comet comes by. People turn to zombies. It's just that Return of the Living Dead '80s flavor yeah. once again. We're in that. 84 to 88, that's oh, when it's so this good. stuff and, was, it's yeah. so hot. And Tom Atkins is in that, and Tom Atkins is the Chuck Norris of horror movies to me. <laughs> yes, yes he is. Um, next up, the woefully underseen The Wraith. I almost um, included that, but but I thought not, that was... Not really horror, yeah. but you got supernatural ghosts coming back and revenge, yeah. eh, killing people, eh, yeah. enough to qualify. Um, at least to mention. And lastly, and best... Uh, well, second best to Aliens from 1986, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, Thank you. Part 2. Thank you for including that. I was hoping that you would oh, include that. 
Absolutely. This movie is shit-ass nuts. Yeah. 100%. Another and Toby Hooper movie that is a big thumbs up. <laughs> I, I gotta admit, he's got some gems. Yeah. Um, it's the polar opposite of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's 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 almost like it ramped up the crazy. Yeah, it did. Somehow. Like, the, the psychological crazy. Instead of the physical crazy with the original and... Uh, Leatherface wearing another person's face and running after you with a chainsaw. You got that happening, but at the same time, he's got a sidekick screaming at you about you're worthless and horrible and ugly. Oh, and yeah. It's just, it's, it's just freaking nuts. Yeah, yeah. And I can't believe a script like that got greenlit. Oh, and, I know. Again, it's so one of those canon. It's a canon movie. It's so. Thank you, Cannon. <laughs> okay, what other... Uh, apparently, I missed about 15 picks in 1986. Uh, Go ahead and... Okay, well, I'll, just a couple of them here that, that I thought worthy of mention. Witchboard, I thought was really good. Um, what, is, what is that? That's a, a movie about a, a Ouija board. A uh, girl finds a Ouija board, and the spirit comes back. And it's it's very, very 80s. It's not that scary, but it has a good setup. And I'm positive it's got to be better than that Ouija movie that just came out in the theaters. It looks <laughs> like yeah, crap. Looks... God awful. Yes, um, but I, I thought it was very good. It was from the director, I believe, the director of Night of the Demons, I and mean, I love Night of the Demons. Um, so honorable mention there. Another one is Slaughter High. Uh, that's another. It's a, a, just a cool slasher movie from the eighties. Uh, this this nerdy kid from from high school is picked on and gets acid dumped on his face, and he comes back dressed up as a Joker to kill off the jocks. That, Toxic Avenger. Kind of, yeah, but it, it's it's bizarro, and the, the uh, 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 the score is done from the same guy that does the Friday the Thirteenth movies, Frank Mancuso Jr. Mm. And it sounds so the the whole movie sounds like a Friday the Thirteenth movie, um, mm. which actually leads me to my next movie scored by the same guy, and that's House. I thought House should be included in there. I'm like, ah, that's. I uh, thought about it, but uh, I just yeah, I didn't yeah. Um, but I thought House was a good good enough movie to include here. A uh, couple more, Maximum Overdrive. I thought Maximum didn't. Come on, that's a piece of shit. I know, but it's it's, it's uh, some of these are just nostalgia for me, and I'm like I know, but I've watched it a few times. I I guess maybe I should have given it an honorable mention since I've watched it a few times, but I just couldn't bring yeah. myself to do it. Yeah. Now now of note of Maximum Overdrive, Stephen King owns. The only unrated version of that movie in existence, because that thing was butchered by the MPAA, and it's never seen the light of day. So come on, Stephen King, you're down in Sarasota, release the movie, please. I, I'd love to see it. <laughs> Me too. Um, the Hitcher, I thought was uh, good enough for a mention here. But... It's your fault I didn't add The Hitcher. Oh, really? Because uh, you showed me the remake. Uh, and the remake and... is so, I thought the remake kicked ass. A remake was better. Yeah, I, I agree. I would agree there. <laughs> um, I gotta keep moving here. From Beyond, I thought was really good. Stuart Gordon. I'm, I'm not entirely sure I've seen that one. Ooh man, that's right. It's that's, is it re, is it related to the Beyond? No, no, no. This is this would be the closest thing to a sequel to Reanimator. It's not the okay. same storyline, but it's it's so similar, and they have the same actors, and it's H.P. Lovecraft, and it's gooey and slimy and gross, and it's every. It's it's darn near as good as Reanimator. Okay. So, um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, Jason Lives. I could spend a lot of time talking about Jason Lives. That was where uh, I liked that that one played more for uh, the humor aspect of it, to where it's like we know we're a Friday the Thirteenth movie. 
we're going to go with it and we're going to make jokes about it. And I liked that. I thought that was really cool. Like that was to me that was like a precursor to the Scream movies. So, and the last one for me on my 86 list that you didn't have and I'm guessing you haven't seen it was a very little seen anthology movie called Dead Time Stories. It sounded familiar, but I don't I don't know that I've seen it. It's so bizarre. Um it's this guy telling uh, his kid these creepy bedtime stories, and it's it's three stories, and one's about a werewolf, one's Goldilocks and the uh, three bears, and then one's about this coven of witches. And it's low rent, it's cheesy, but it's I it's another one that I've grown up with. I really dig it, and it's that one of those gems. Man, and I wonder if I haven't seen that. I, oh boy, if not, I'd like to give it another shot. Yeah, so. I'm, I feel like I'm I'm kind of hogging all of these, so I apologize. I no, just you're no, no, no. You're fine. I was gonna actually start off this section by saying this is gonna be a more Eugene heavy section because I haven't seen nearly as many of the eighty horror '80s horror movies as you yeah. have, and yeah. I'm doing my best. I'm I'm trying to catch yeah. up as we can. That's why yeah. we're doing the roulette and yeah, all all of that jazz. But this was this uh, is gonna probably be my biggest like. The, from these years, these oh, are I, these I, are I, I huge. Don't know, man. Set, we, we still got the seventies. We haven't got to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that's going to be big for both of us. Um, let's move on to okay. eighty-seven. That's going to be uh, your turn. Oh, boy. Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and let me see here. I will be shocked if not all eleven are on your list. I think I have nineteen. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, well, let's just roll with it. Okay, Okay. first up is Angel Heart. Check. Uh, yep. Next. Great, <laughs> wait, great. wait, wait. Uh, what's the main actor? Uh, Mickey Rourke is in that one. Mickey Rourke uh, and the devil. Okay, next. Yes. Um, Bad Taste, Peter Jackson. Yep. Check. If you haven't yep. seen that one, get on it. One get on it now. Bad, bad, bad movies ever made. He yep. blows up a sheep with a rocket launcher. Yeah, next. that's all you need to see, yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up is a movie called Blood Diner. Uh, no, that's you. <laughs> uh, uh, it was directed by uh, Jackie Jackie Kong, I believe is her name. A girl, a lady directed this, and it is it's a comedy, black, black, black comedy, and it's a remake of uh, H.G. Lewis, uh, I think, Color Me Blood Red, and it's just it's it's the this these brothers start up this uh, health food restaurant where the food is body parts. And it no. is so bizarre, and there is this ancient ritual that's going on. It's, it's a comedy, and it's actually quite funny, surprisingly. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's a blast. Um, next up for me is Creepshow Part 2. Check. Is yep. that the one with the pond and the black thing? That's the one. That shit is so freaking scary. And it still works. It's great. Uh, oh, it's terrifying. And the best, the best one on that one, by the way, for me is the Hitchhiker, where the lady in the Mercedes runs over this guy, and he keeps coming back. I thought that's, that was yeah, that's a slasher thing. You're yeah, you're hardcore for the slasher thing, but the the pond thing uh, that that scared the shit out of me. And when he got the end, I'm not going to give it away, but he gets to shore, and I was like, whoo! And maybe yeah. it's a Jaws thing. I'm like, whoo! And then. No, not, yeah, not good. <laughs> yep, terrifying, absolutely uh, terrifying. Okay, next up, Near Dark, which is great. You just, if you haven't yeah. watched it, it's like it's one of the best essential vampire yeah. movie. Yep, if you haven't watched it, it's one of the best '80s uh, vampire movies ever. However, it's not the best vampire movie from the '80s. That would be The Lost Boys. Um, Check. 
Everybody, if you were watching this show, you know what the Lost Boys are. I'm not going to spend much time on it. It's fantastic. Love the Lost Boys. Um, oh man, I've got so much. Uh, Evil Dead Part Two is on there. It's check. Yep. It's Evil Dead just ramped up. So watch it. It's awesome. Uh, next up, Prom Night Part Two. Hello, Mary Lou. Prom Night Two. <laughs> uh, this would be all you. Yeah. It's just it's <laughs> instead of the slasher. Uh, so the slasher movie from the, the the first one is a slasher movie. This one here, they go into supernatural stuff. A uh, lady comes back from the dead, and it's great. I loved it. Um, next up is uh, the Hidden, an alien. Check. Yep, an alien invasion movie. Fantastic, and that opening scene with the heavy metal music and the Ferrari kicks so much ass. I remember watching this one with you, and possibly even on Laserdisc, but it's been so long since I've seen it, I don't remember much about it, except that I really liked it, and it's got Kyle McLaughlin. Yes, exactly. Uh, I want to see it again. If that's yeah. that's one that, if it pops up on Netflix, I'll be re-adding. Yeah. Uh, okay, here, Monster Squad. I know that that's I have, one... I haven't seen it. Oh, man, that's so good. Oh, it's, 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 that's borderline kid movie, but it deals with, you know, these kids battling Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman. It's its really cool. I, 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 I dig it. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors. Definite check. Yep. Great movie. Probably the second best of the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, oh, well, that's part of my uh, Nightmare trilogy, which is 1, 3, and New Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Those are the ones you have to see. Yep. Um, Predator. Of course. Check. Yep. That absolutely qualifies as a yep. horror film. It does. I agree. Uh, that one there is the perfect mix of action and horror and science fiction. It works beautifully. Uh, next up for me is um, Dario Argento's opera. This, to me, was his last classic Dario Argento movie before he got into his later... I don't think I gave you that one. <laughs> nah, I'm looking uh, at the stack. Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> it's still... It's good. It's it's There's a slight drop... From from phenomena, it's still very very good, but from there things go downhill with Dario Argento. But Opera is still a very good movie. I really liked it. Um, next up for me is a movie called The Offspring, starring Vincent Price. I believe that was his not believe, that was his last starring movie. Uh, it's an anthology movie, and it, every single one of them is great in that movie. Everything every single story is fantastic. And it's just about these weird goings-ons in a town, and he's intervie- there's a lady interviewing him, and he telling he's telling these stories, and it's fantastic. Um, Prince of Darkness, of course, is going to be on there. Absolute check mark. Yep. One of uh, one of um, John Carpenter's best movies of all time. One of that might be my third favorite Carpenter movie. Uh, I, I would probably put it about the same, and and part of it is the. Uh is the the end that's uh, that's oh, one I know. where you that's another commitment film you have to stick with that thing all the way through mm-hmm. and all the way through i mean it's a good movie while you're watching it but that ending is what really seals the deal of it being an amazing yeah. film when yep. she come when oh, she it whatever so i don't even remember it's been a while since i watched yeah. it comes out of the church it's like oh that's so creepy oh, so creepy uh, okay, next up for me is a slasher movie called Stage Fright, and that, that's an Italian movie. Um, I haven't seen it. And that was um, that one there. It, it's it's Italy's. It's their version of a, a slasher movie. It's set inside an opera house where a guy dressed up as in this owl costume type thing is killing off people. It's 
so good. Uh, the music, everything about it works beautifully, and it's extremely gory, too. Loved it. Um, next up for me is a movie called The Video Dead. Um, that was a released on video, obviously, but it's great. It's uh, zombies coming out of a TV, and Scream Factory released this on Blu-ray, and it is a true gem of an 80s... You would love it. It is so up your alley. I haven't even heard of it. I'd love to check it out. Oh, the, it's um, it's a great movie. Great movie. Uh, I've got two more, because I'm just flying through these. Yeah, that's uh, a... Go ahead. Yeah, next up, Street Trash, which is... Uh, <laughs> Which is uh, was up for uh, many Oscars in 1987 and yes. was passed over by all of the... <laughs> that movie is the uh, the best movie that Troma never made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is so cool. Uh, the I have the Blu-ray and the the making of is I believe is almost two hours long, and it is so interesting. The making of that movie it's about street these street bums that find this uh, this alcohol that is only a dollar a bottle. And it makes you either melt or explode. And uh, so we would be completely bummed. We would be uh, we would be done. Yeah, <laughs> but it is it's a comedy. It's a black comedy, but it is really cool. It's funny. It's gross. Uh, there's it's one of those where the filmmakers throw everything in the kitchen sink into that thing. It's crazy. Um, very very good movie. Loved it. And the last one is, I, if it's not on your list, then shame on you. I, I got one left, and I'm yeah. like, how is you, have you not mentioned I, I it? I waited, uh, because it's still one of okay. the ha- most hardcore, nasty things to come out of America in the 80s, and that's uh, Hellraiser. Yes. Um, I still cannot believe that, that that thing got an R rating. That is still hardcore. Um, I think I think it's great. Well, and for a long time, I, I and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that... Both of us felt uh, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, was um, the best of the first two. We, we both really liked the first two, but we we thought the second one was better or scarier. Yeah. And in my rewatches, I've kind of come around the other way where I think the first one's better. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and okay. I love the second one, but they almost got so ambitious to where the more you watch it, and especially now... There's a lot of stuff that's starting to feel more fake and and like uh, they didn't have the they didn't have the budget to follow all the way through with they everything. they didn't yeah and you can tell it's still a great movie but part one mainly set in that house is so hardcore and oh this is right in the beginning I mean immediately what what makes that movie so good is within the first sixty seconds to two minutes guy buys box. Guy opens box, chains in skin, and it's in the music, and oh, I'm like, oh, this is evil and hardcore. Immediately, and that's what, immediately you're hooked, and that that is Clive Barker's masterpiece. So, I anyway, agree. I've spent... Uh, anything, any, no, you're fine. Anything else for 87? That's it. Okay. Let's move on to 88 real quick. Okay. I have one, two, three, I have four picks. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I have 27. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh. here we go. Let's get through this, then we okay. can take a break. Okay. Um, <laughs> holy crap, I gotta pee. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> okay, first up, obviously, Child's Play. Yep, that's on there. Good film. I, 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 I feel like uh, Child's Play 1, 2, 3... Uh, had their moment in the sun where they were really effective at their time, but after Bride of Chucky uh, and the way horror changed, 
It, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, I agree. They aren't as good, but the original is still the only one that's a true horror film. Yeah. Um, next up, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Yeah, Interesting that they put the subtitle in front of the movie uh, title instead of after it. But, yeah. Yes. That's a good flick. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, of course that's on there. Yep. I am, It has to be. It's clowns, oh, yeah. and they're killer, and they're from outer space, yes. obviously. And, that's, and that's probably the only movie in history that will ever have the theme song that is performed by the punk rock group The Dickies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a good, bad movie. You should yes. check it out. Um, and lastly, I even hesitated to add this, but I thought... I only have four for 1988. I'm sure Eugene will have probably at least six. Uh, Evil Dead Trap. Ooh, that's when I I almost put that on there, but I didn't just, nah, I have too many. I seem to remember really uh, liking it, but I haven't seen it in so long. I could be, it might totally suck, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. I just remember being crazy gory, and I was interested in the uh, mystery plot and whatever. Yeah, uh, that's like a Japanese Korean something Asian affair. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, fill us in on the fifty-seven movies I missed. Oh boy! Oh man! <laughs> I could spend so much time on these, but I'll okay. No, uh, it's all right. Just yeah. let's, we're just doing a list, so yeah. you can just yeah. blast through them. You don't okay. have to give the synopsis all. First up is a movie called Bad Dreams, very much uh, reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street, but. Yeah, where that was a nightmare, this is Bad Dreams. Yes. I thought about it, but eh. Yeah, I liked that one. Uh, and this is one, actually, I'm surprised that you didn't include uh, The Blob. Chuck Russell's The Blob. I th- I thought about it, but the original's kind of better. Yeah, I, 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 I dug this one. Uh, I did, uh, it's okay. Yeah. I, anyway. Um, let's see, Chuck Hellraiser, oh, Maniac Cop. I, I put down Maniac Cop. I haven't seen it, but oh. I've heard I've heard a lot about it. I've, yeah. I'm well aware of it. I just yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. Bruce Campbell. That's all you need to know. Bruce Campbell is the main star. So, um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. I I know that this was Ronnie Harlan's movie, and this is more comedic. And it's funny, whatever. But I still really, really like the movie. And a lot of these, I have such fond memories of growing up loving these movies. So they may not hold up as well now, but they're still near and dear to my heart. And they and Nightmare on Elm Street Four did better than the other one, and that's. One of the biggest, biggest box office grossing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, if not the biggest one of all of them. Uh, so I really liked that one. The next, uh, next one is from uh, Roger Corman Pictures, his little production company called The Nest, and it's about cockroaches that turn into monsters. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. I, I, I'm surprised I haven't seen it actually. Yeah, it's a it's a good creature feature. It's 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 fun. I, I liked it. Uh, Phantasm Two, I thought was uh, really really good. I'm very unfamiliar with that series. I, I, I don't know why. I just haven't watched them. I, I need they're to. really good, yeah. They're... Please come to Netflix so I can watch them. Yeah, the first one is great, and the second one is basically like the first... Kind of like the Evil Dead movies. The second one is like the first one, but a bigger budget. Um, so, But I really like Phantasm 2. Next up is another Reddy Harlan movie uh, called Prison. Um, I've never even heard of it. Oh, What's that about? Oh, dude, that is a great... Uh, Viggo Mortensen is the main star. That was his first movie. Oh, um, wow. And it's about this this wrongly executed prisoner that comes back to get revenge on the warden that killed him and anybody else that gets in his way at this prison. And it's got a lot of cool stuff in it, and it it really is a good movie. Um, 
So big thumbs up there. Another I one. I watched that. Yeah, another one is uh, Slugs. So I love yeah, Slugs. I, I haven't watched it yet. Again, and and what's sad is that of all of these movies on 1988, I've watched Slugs probably more than all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's about killer slugs. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> Next up is Scarecrows. That's a movie about killer scarecrows. Moving on. Sleepaway Camp Part Two. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp Part Two, which is uh, I haven't watched that one either. Oh, I, it's so good. It's really? Great. I, mean, oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I that's one that I've that series I've kind of avoided because. The original set the bar so high. Yeah, and they, like, I, I think they I don't want to see it where they drop it down. And it's going to yeah. be a slasher, and I'm going to be annoyed. But yeah, it's great. It's uh, Sleepaway Camp Two, especially, is so bizarro because it's it's not it's not like the first one at all. Uh, it's more of that late '80s feel to where it's more of the glam rock type feel, but it's it's a blast. Right. Um, okay, four more. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Three more, sorry, three more. Uh, next up is a movie called The Unholy, starring Ben Cross. Um, it's an exorcist ripoff, but it's really good. I thought it was a very well-done movie. A priest that's getting his faith tested, and there's this unspeakable, unholy demon that's killing priests that are being tempted by hooker, prostitute-looking women. It's, yeah, it's out there. <laughs> um, next up is Wax, Waxwork. Have you seen Waxwork? Uh, I'm I'm aware of the film, but I have not actually okay. seen it. That's one of those yeah. that's come across uh, Netflix, and I'm like, eh, yeah. it looks really dodgy. Yeah, it's more but... of a, that's more of a uh, fantasy movie. It's uh, basically it's this waxwork museum where if you step into the actual exhibit, you get put into that that period of time. And is it I, good? I I it's a great movie. Great. Movie. Oh, I, maybe I should watch that then. Yeah. So it's like so one of them would be a mummy. Well, someone steps through the the ropes, and they're in ancient Egypt, and a mummy is out to kill him. Or oh, whatever. that sounds cool. I mean, the, the I setup assumed, is great. It's I assume from the cover that it was it was more like uh, you're in a waxworks uh, a wax house, and it, it it's coming to life. Yo, no, you, you step through, you step into their exhibit, and you get transformed back into that whenever it happened. So oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, last one is. Uh, a movie starring uh, David Hasselhoff and, <laughs> and a veto. And, I, I veto and, this pick, whatever. It is. And, and uh, Linda Blair, and that's Witchery. <laughs> um, yeah, it's directed by some Italian guy, and it is so bad, and it is so great. Oh, it is. Man. It's it's so much fun, and it's something about a house on an island, and there's a witch, and she's killing everybody, and David Hasselhoff is in it, and so you've got to see it because. He's in it, but seriously, because it's it, on an, an island with a beach. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. But anyway, so there's my list of eighty-eight movies. Um, okay, yeah, that's that's gonna wrap up this overblown section of the best of horror from eighty-four to eighty-eight. Okay, next up we have our horror picks of the week. And since you had so many picks to catch us up on in eighty-eight, I'll go first. Um, I'm really curious of what you have to say about my pick this week. Okay. Uh, once again, I'm going Asian with it because there are so many films there that uh, during that J-Horror series got completely overlooked as just masterful. And my pick for this week is a film, I, I'll probably butcher the title, but it's called Marbito? Marbito? Oh, yeah. 
Are you? Have you seen oh, that? Yeah. I, I okay, I didn't even yes. know if you if you've seen that movie. Okay, uh, this is from the guy that made uh, the Grudge, the Juan series. Um, synopsis. Uh, it's about a man named um, Musakawa who carries a camera everywhere he goes. He becomes obsessed with the idea of fear when he sees a frightened man shove a knife in his eye to commit suicide. Wishing to understand the fear that the dead man must have felt before his death, Masu Masuaka des descends into a labyrinthine underground area beneath the city, where he sees human-like creatures that walk on their hands and knees and whimper like dogs. While searching the series of tunnels and passages, Masuaka encounters a homeless underground inhabitant who warns him about the Daros. He then meets the ghost of the man who killed himself and learns more about the underworld. After hours of searching, he discovers a mountain range with a village built by the underground dwellers. He finds a naked girl chained to the wall. He takes her back to his apartment and notices she doesn't eat, drink, or speak. And this is only the beginning of this film. This would fall under the uh, uh, found footage, home movie documentary kind of thing that uh, yep. was was uh, only beginning at this time. And I, I really felt that this was a very um, artistic version of that. This was a very art house uh, version of it where he... I don't know. It just it just felt like it it had more uh, technical merit than a lot of these, where people are running around with cameras now filming all this bullshit. Yeah, uh, it, it's one that that really had um, artistic merit behind it. Uh, I've got a couple other notes here, um, and this is a, cr a critical response um, taken from Wikipedia, but. <laughs> In their book, Lurker in the Lobby, A Guide to the Cinema of H.P. Lovecraft, Andrew, uh, Mig uh, sorry if I butcher the names, Miglory and John uh, Strykzik write, quote, Marbito is a very good film that wears its influence proudly without suffocating in their embrace. It's neither an adaptation nor an homage, but it swells with inspiration from Love's Lovecraft's work. It's unconventional, free from cliché and redolent of sinister insinuations that never become clear. You know them only by their shadows. And I thought that was a fantastic write-up uh, blurb of the way that this movie is, because you don't um, really... Uh, th there's no clear, defined... Uh, plot as far as is this real, is this not real there are even some critics that have insinuated that uh, he just loses his mind, he stops he, he goes off his meds and the, the naked girl he takes back is actually his daughter that he has abused by living, uh, making her live chained to a wall uh, there are other people it's just all speculation, you can't tell fact for fact what actually is the case what you can say about this film is that it is freaking terrifying. And again, it's one of those where the terror is not Leatherface running at you with a chainsaw. It's very subtle, it's very distinct, and it is fantastic. I absolutely love this movie. Yeah. Um, 
that's uh, that's about going to be it for me. I'm not. I don't want to. Anything more is just going to give uh, more aspects of the film away, and I don't want to do that. It's it's one you you just. It's a commitment film. You sit down. You take the ride. And yep. Holy shit! Is it a ride? Yeah. Yeah. So that, anyway. that that gets a get that gets a thumbs up from me as well. Um, it's it's, it's also it, one that I pulled off of your list uh, that I uh, the stack of DVDs that I have. For you as uh, rewatch, if you oh. have, I, I I didn't know if you had seen it um, recently or if you had no, seen it I at haven't. all. No, oh, I watched oh. it. I watched. It. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember thoroughly enjoying that movie. Uh, also, a little blurb uh, from bloodydiscussing.com on the back of the DVD. It says one of the most eerie, twisted, unsettling, and original horror movies in recent history. So there so you go. So if that's one that you should again rewatch. Yeah. My movie of uh, the week is going to be Return of the Living Dead. And I know that's not a, you know, like, most people have heard of that movie, but uh, it is such a good movie, and it's one that that holds up year after year after year after year. It's still funny, it's still gory, it's still very well made. Um, I do think uh, that movie, um, if you at all possibly can... Import that movie, if you're a collector, import that movie on uh, fr- on Blu-ray from the UK. The UK version uh, has the original theatrical audio, and uh, there is no way to get that any other way. And I, there's copyright issues with some of the songs. <clears throat> and when it was released on Blu-ray, and I believe DVD as well, over here in the States, um, they put in different music, and then they actually tinkered with the sound some. Uh, so, <clears throat> excuse me, Tarman, he's the one that, he's this disgusting guy in the basement. Um, he, he goes, you know, brains. Well, that's not the original voice. The original voice does not sound like it does on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, the UK Blu-ray has the original, original version, and it's really, really cool and different. So, it's little things like that that, that make that original version the go-to version that's the that's the version you should watch if 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 you have a choice import it that's the one to watch um it's just it's such a great movie it, now i've i've dealt way too long with audio audio issues with that movie but the movie itself is fantastic um it zombies you know living dead come back and they start killing punk rockers and it is great and it's way better than it sounds. Trust me. It's just. It is a, a classic. Of, it's like yeah. a, a classic of of a bad good cinema. It's so funny. It's freaking hilarious. Send yeah. more cops. I had no Send idea about the uh, alternate voice though. That, that's yes. news to me. That's yeah. It, it, was it creepier or just different? Or they well yeah they wanted to make it more uh, and it wasn't just that there were like when uh, when the one. When the one mortician, or where the one guy, uh, he burns himself alive. You remember that part by any chance? He's one of the uh, older guys. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. He's one of the original ones that gets the uh, the, the toxin stuff uh, in his face, and he actually goes into the crematorium. They changed the music on that, and they changed the sound effects. And I've watched the movie so many times, I'm used to... I'm used to the re-edited version, and then I watched this the UK Blu-ray, and I'm like, oh wow, that's the way it sounded in theaters, and it's different. Um, and I just I like it better. But that's it, is it? Does it make it more a horror? Like it takes um, off the edge of I, the comedy? I, or I think 
I think that it works more. Yeah, it plays up more of the the horror than the comedy. Um, and and like it, the the brains like the brains in the yeah. the newer version. It sounds more comical than the original theatrical way it sounded. Hmm. Um, so anyway, it's 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 minor, but for collectors out there, it's to me it it was worth importing that movie for for that one for for that. No, I, I'm interested into the uh, different version of it. That yeah. that's interesting because I, I I've seen that movie a dozen times. I've seen it so many. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I love the movie, and it's I like the fact that it's it is a punk rock horror movie. Is what it feels like. Very much so. so. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to recently watched. Um, I don't have a ton of stuff that I want to get to in this section, but uh, a couple of things I want to touch on. Game of Thrones season one we finished. Um, and we're now into season two. Thanks to you for letting me borrow those. Um, only comment. It's great. I'm really enjoying it. I don't, uh, I, I, I think you were gearing me up for as filthy or hardcore or R rated as it is. I think Spartacus blood and sand is, is about twice as hardcore. Wow. uh, Game of Thrones though, easily trumps it on the plot and, Peter Dinklage is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, enough with the baby killing. It's gotten heavy <laughs> with the baby killing. Even even my wife has her lines, and that's one of them. I don't blame her. It's it's like, enough. I get it. You're hardcore. Yeah. You don't need to uh, dwell on that. Um, uh, I'm, uh, you, sir? Okay. Um, I, actually watched, <clears throat> I actually watched one of the movies that I think I had... For a roulette pick for you, Mr. Jones. Yeah, what did you? Th- how did that turn out? Because oh, it, co- it was it was not good at all. It sucked. Because <laughs> <laughs> the cover looked cool. Yeah, it did. And and it, here's what's so frustrating with the, these types of movies is the cover looks cool and the synopsis is good and there's a there's a seed of a great idea in there, but it's just amateur filmmakers and hey I hey I was you know we we made a, a couple movies and so I get it but. It's like, it's some of them work and then some of them just fail. And this is another one of those where, yeah, you've got a good idea, but it comes off not good at all. And it's, it's 75 minutes long. And I'm like, this is so boring and it doesn't make sense. And you're, you're trying to be, you're trying to be obtuse and not give too much away. And all you're making me as the audience is confused at your lame actors. I don't know what's going on. So Awesome. Eat another yes. one off my list. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, then for me, back to me, I've got a couple of 30 for 30s that I've watched, and this is the polar opposite of everything we've been discussing. Uh, are you? From, do you know what the 30 for 30 series is? No. It's, uh, I didn't figure. It's a uh, ESPN series on of documentaries based around sports stuff. Um, and they, I don't know all the details. They do these series once a year or so, and they get big filmmakers like Peter Berg to come in and do one 30 for 30 that is based on something he likes or is interested in or what you know whatever the case may be. And, I, I you know, these hit Netflix, and there's literally 30 of them that they drop on you, and I'll watch two. I'm not a yeah. huge sports guy, but there's a couple of sports things I'm interested in. The first one I watched was called King's Ransom, and that was about the um, Wayne Gretzky trade. And that I'm 
little into hockey, so that was interesting to me. And that was the one that Peter Berg directed. And so that was interesting, getting to see Peter Berg sit down with Wayne Gretzky and talk about that trade and look at that time place. You know, they, they have a lot of yeah. great footage from that time, so that was very interesting. Uh, the next one I watched was one that you would probably watch and be interested in. It was called Playing for the Mob. And it was about, uh, this was hosted by, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Um, oh, damn it. Um, it was uh, the main guy in Goodfellas, Ray Liotta. Okay. It, was ho- it was hosted by Ray Liotta because it was based on Henry Hill. And one of the crimes that they committed was getting these college players to, uh, basketball players to um, only win the games by so much, which would mm. then get, you know, they bet against uh, the spread and then they make all this money on these bookies because they were fixing the games. It's basically what it's about. And that was... They had tons of interviews with Henry Hill and Ray Liotta and all the people involved. It was a very interesting watch. I think you'd enjoy it. These are only like 45 to 50 minutes okay. long. So it's not not super long, and they're very well-made doc- documentaries. Um, but again, a lot of them are... Uh, this baseball player and that guy, I don't give a shit. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a humongous sports guy, but you know, playing for the mob, that was, that was one that I was like, even Eugene would like this. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> it sounds interesting. It does. Yeah. Had a lot to do with, uh, Goodfellas. They talk about the Lufthansa heist and a lot of Goodfellas stuff that they were talking about in there. Cool. Cool. Um, I've got so many, but I'm, I'm going to just, I'll hit on one more because we're out of time. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to hit on uh, Nightbreed. Yes, I want to hear no. about this because I'll interrupt for a second. Uh, I haven't seen the original theatrical cut. I have obviously not seen the director's cut. But uh, a while back, Empire did a big article uh, about Nightbreed and how butchered it was and what a crazy movie it is and was supposed to be and how the studio took it over and cut it up with a chainsaw, took it away from... Director, Clive, I can't even, Clive Barker. Clive Bar- yeah, yeah, and and I was absolutely riveted and fascinated by it, and I haven't even seen the theatrical cut that they put out there that did poorly, yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, but they, then at the very end of the article, there was talks of, well, he's working on this director's cut, and they found the footage and they're restoring it, and it was like, holy crap, this sounds fascinating to me, and I know that's. That's the setup from somebody who knows almost nothing about it. Did you yeah. see the theatrical cut when it came out? I did. I watched it on VHS only once, <clears throat> and I remember being mildly amused by it. it but you know, coming off a of Hellraiser, and I'm like, ah, oh, all right, this is something. It was okay, um, and I never watched it again. So that that shows how much I liked the original. Um, and then this Nightbreed director's cut comes out. Uh, and so I, I rewatched, or I well not rewatched. I watched the director's cut for the first time, and um, it is very much uh, a unique movie. And I here's the thing: I totally understand why the studio would have wanted to take it over and do its own thing because that is not a sellable movie. Uh, with what Clive Barker did, uh, it's very ambitious, but it is not one for the masses at all. Um, and even Hellraiser, I mean, Hellraiser did very, very good. Um, even that is it's pushing it for, for mainstream, but it's still, it has enough of the horror elements in it to make it watchable for a, a broader range of, 
of fan, of people of, of moviegoers. Right. However, Nightbreed is another story. It's not a horror movie. Uh, it's more it's more fantasy. It's not more. It is a complete fantasy. I think that you would actually enjoy it more than I did. Um, and I I did enjoy it, but um, <clears throat> it's really long. I mean, it's two hours long, and it's uh, the monsters are the good guys, and that was where the studio bumped heads with Clive Barker because he directed this movie and it's based off of his book, uh, Cabal. Mm. And so, uh, so it's about his book and I guess supposedly the director's cut is, is the book and they didn't like that. They didn't want monsters to be portrayed as good guys. They wanted a slasher movie and there's a, there's a killer in this movie, a slasher guy, but it is a side, it's a side thing and it's to progress the story of these monsters that are having this safe haven for outcasts that come in. Yeah. And they completely re-edited it to make to where the monsters are more evil and bad. And it that, it, that doesn't work because that's not the movie at all. And yeah. so that's why the theatrical version just... I haven't, again, I haven't watched it in so long, I barely remember it, but it was a train wreck. Do you think um, that I would enjoy it more because I hadn't seen the original back when it came out, the theatrical cut or m- maybe I mean for, I watched the there's a making of and they they just said what was all wrong with the theatrical version and it's interesting they were like there's so many continuity errors because it's not supposed to be what the theatrical version turned out to be. It's like the gears are grinding. It's like yeah. you're you're trying to make something that it is completely not. And yeah. so there was there were some reshoots and just none of it worked. And uh, <clears throat> however, the the director's cut it's it's very ambitious. I give big props to Clive Barker and all involved in trying to bring that thing to life. Um, I gave it three out of five stars. I there's a, I don't know why I I think that you might even give it more. Um, okay. I, well, but, I, I definitely want to check it out because especially after reading that uh, Empire article, I was like my curiosity was completely piqued at least yeah. for a checklist film of something that I sh- I should see yes That's you should you really should yeah okay uh, back to me last night I finally got around to watching X-Men Days of Future Past and that is easily and far and away by a freaking mile the best X-Men movie that's ever been made yep. arguably the first X-Men movie that's ever been made because up until now they've all been Wolverine movies and the, even the first two which are um, heralded as the best because of the lesser sequels those still were kind of poking fun at themselves while they were doing it you know what I mean if you go back yes. and, and I've watched them recently they're like oh are you gonna what do you want yellow spandex like they were poking fun at, at themselves while they were doing it like oh or a comic book movie but they were the comic book movie that kind of reignited the comic book movie. Yes, so they it's were. Uh, yeah. this is the first one I feel that took their material seriously. They took X Men seriously, and it wasn't like uber death seriously like uh, the last Batman movie, where yeah. it was like everything is so serious, one hundred percent serious. It was just it it had its its funny moments, but it it just took the 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 plot seriously and the material seriously and I I absolutely loved it. Just watched that last night. Can't wait to watch it again because there was so much. Um, I, I feel like it was hard to absorb in one sitting. Yeah. Um. But that's gonna wrap up my recently watched. Do you have any more recently watched? I I do, but we've got we've. I'll hit on it. I, I've got a ton of non-horror that I'm saving for a future pod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll touch on that later. Okay. Coming soon. 
Uh, I only have a couple things I want to touch real quick on coming soon, and then we're going to wrap this up. And that's uh, Snowpiercer was just added to Netflix, and I've watched about the first 15 minutes, and I was not on fire for this movie from the trailer. I was like, ugh, dodgy CGI, and I get where they're going. I, I can only end one way. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, because of the rave reviews, I was like, I gotta check it out. I started, I watched the first 15 minutes today. It's pretty awesome. I'm, I am, it is shot very well, and I am into it. Okay. Uh, the only other coming soon I have is, uh, this thing I've never heard of. Might be a total bust, but the cover looks, uh, incredibly awesome, and the synopsis looks really good. It, called Salem. It's a season, a TV show. Yep. Which trials? I I don't it, it, I can't tell from the synopsis if it's a, a documentary or a series based. I don't know, but it, it sounds cool, looks cool. I'm probably going to give that one a shot. Yeah, Other than that, too. it's it's Game of Thrones season two. <laughs> Always Sunny. They just added the next season of that. I'm watching that, um, and that's going to be all for my coming soon. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm actually going to be heading down to Florida to my old stomping grounds, and I do plan on watching Interstellar in IMAX down there. Uh, so that is like first and foremost is <laughs> is watching IMAX version of uh, Interstellar, and it comes out on Wednesday, and that's when we land. That's when we we land in uh, Florida. So I'm hoping that Thursday, after I visit my buddy Justin at the tattoo parlor to get my first of my arm done, yeah. uh, I'm going to be watching Interstellar. So. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> he said jealously. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. As always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Uh, please visit our friends Cinema Soft Underbelly on iTunes and Cinema Sidekicks on iTunes and cinemasidekicks.com. Um, did I miss anything? I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. As always, I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye.